Welcome to another podcast from School of Surgery. This week we're going to talk about how to describe, talk about a disease. This this happens quite a lot. You're standing, you'll happen to you, I'm sure, if you're a medical student or have been a medical student, standing on a ward round or in a clinic or in theatre, and uh, the consultant turns to you and looks and says, right, tell me about Crohn's disease. And you think, oh, I don't know anything about Crohn's disease. And you start to look panic and start to sweat a little and and then tell him a couple of the most random facts about Crohn's disease and uh, there's a deep sigh. And then you start from the top. And when you go through all the things, you knew them anyway. And the, what the problem is, it seemed to me, uh, when I was a medical student and when I'm teaching medical students, is, is about a structure to start you off talking about a disease and to get out there all those facts that you already know about that condition never seems to be a particular problem with people knowing facts it's just about getting them out of your brain in a in a rapid and and focused manner to get the message across that you do know these things and of course it's not just in uh, teaching sessions or in an idle moment in theatre these kind of things come up in quite a lot in exams in membership or fellowship exams where you're standing in front of a patient and they say well tell me about disease x and, uh, and of course, you're marked according to your answer. So it's good to have a structure, and that's what we're going to talk about today. It's handy to have a mnemonic for a lot of things. Now, if you're good at remembering mnemonics, this is uh, quite a good way to do it. If you're not, then you might have another way to remember it. And this may not be the only mnemonic, but it's quite a useful one. Um, and it's, in a surgeon's gown, a physician may make some significant progress. So what we're going to do over the next few minutes is go through each of the things that the uh, principal letters in each of those words stands for and then also I'm going to use colorectal cancer as an example to illustrate that so you see how it works. Okay so the first thing is in so incidence and incidence as you know is how many of these cases happen in a year and you could talk about prevalence as well I suppose which is how many cases are there out there at any one time you know, you don't need to know the number for this. So you'd say, well, it's either 432,412 a year, or you could say something like, it's common, or it's rare, or it's very rare. So some childhood uh, syndrome, for instance. So it's incidence in a age. So how old are the people who mainly suffer from this condition? So again, you could give an age range as, oh, they're 20 to 30, or 57 to 63. Or you could say that they're young, or childhood, or middle-aged, or elderly, or young and middle-aged, those kind of things. So you don't, again, you don't have to know a precise number, but just get the person that you're talking to in the right ballpark about this. So uh, no giggling at the back. Surgeon's sex, and obviously I'm sort of sex as, as in gender, so uh, does it mainly affect men? Does it mainly affect women? Or does it, is it just about equal between the, the two sexes? Gown, geography. So where does this disease particularly affect? Is it, is it one country in particular? So is it mainly in China or in Poland or in the USA? Or is it sort of more general region or countries that have mosquitoes or the UK, or the Western world. A. Etiology. 
So if you, if you listen to this in, in the States, uh, you might not use the A on the start of etiology, but you just have to bear with me and uh, use a British spelling. So etiology, what is it that causes? What contributing factors are there towards the disease that you're discussing? And so that's all those things from genes and environment and diet and exercise and obesity and smoking and all, all the risk factors there might be for a particular disease. And you, no matter what diseases, you're going to think of a few of those. And by now, if you if you if you do now, then you're reassuring the person who's asking you questions that you're a sensible, that you're a logical thinker, and that you do know something about the disease. So physician stands for pathology, and so the pathology is broken down. So we can leave physician there, but might. So that's macroscopic features of the disease. So if you are looking with your eyes, you're the naked eyes at the disease. What's it look like? So it might be, if it's in the bowel, for instance, it might look red because it's inflamed. Uh, there might be ulcers involved. There might be a mass involved, some polyps. Uh, there might be a rash, I suppose. So all those things that you can tell from the end of the bed or in the middle of an operation when you're looking at, or looking at the pathological specimen itself. So describe the macroscopic findings. And, of course, make... Well, it's obvious, really, it must be microscopic findings. So if you're looking down a microscope, what do you see when you when you see that? So is it uh, cancerous cells? What kind of cancer is it? Is it uh, acute inflammation down the microscope, chronic inflammation? Is there, are there granulomas there? Is it caseating granulomas? Some. What symptoms does the disease have? Remember, symptoms are the things that the patients experience which are different from signs, okay? So the symptoms of the patient says, I am hot, uh, my heart beats fast, I've got abdominal pain, I'm short of breath. They're all symptoms. So what does a patient say, they, they, what does the patient complain of? And then significant signs. So then these are things that you can observe in the patient. So they're, they are jaundiced, they're pyrexial, they have a tachycardia, they have abdominal tenderness, a mass a tremor, things like that. So not things that patients necessarily complain of, although the two can overlap, but just described in different ways. The signs are what you observe uh, on examination, so inspection, uh, auscultation, uh, palpation and percussion. Progress. So what is the prognosis of this disease? So if it's uh, a cancer, you might say uh, five-year survival. If it's a neurological condition, you might say... Uh, progressive or relapsing remitting or resolves by crisis or it lasts five days and goes away or it's a chronic degenerative disorder and so what's the outlook for patients with this this uh, condition that you, you're describing so there we are so we've gone through in a surgeon's gown a physician might make some significant progress so just to show you how it works so you use colorectal ca cancer as an example so if you say about the incidence well colorectal cancer is uh, common in uh, cancer. Fourth common is cancer, the third most common cause of death in the UK, or 41,600 uh, cancers uh, appear new every year in the UK. Age, well, colorectal cancer is a disease of uh, middle-aged to elderly, so 95% of the cancers occur in patients over 50 years old. And the incidence increases with age and increases particularly in men. So before 50, uh, the split, which takes on to sex nicely, the split between men and women uh, is negligible. But with increasing age, then the, the uh, incidence increases 
much more steeply in men than women, and so there's quite a gap when you get to uh, 80. Geography. So colorectal cancer is a disease of the Western world, so it's uh, more common in Australia, New Zealand and Europe, and a lot less common in West Africa. Etiology. Well, it's a multifactorial etiology. There's genetics, uh, diet, so things like uh, eating red meat uh, increases risk. Uh, eating uh, fibre and uh, perhaps garlic decreases your risk. Uh, inflammatory bowel disease over a long time increases risk of colorectal cancer. Smoking increases risk. Obesity, drinking alcohol, and not taking exercise. So there's all sorts of things you can talk about with etiology and colorectal cancer. Pathology. So macroscopic. So colorectal cancer, well, if you look at it, it's a, it's a mass, quite often a polyp. It might be an ulcerated thing, and you can see it uh, at laparoscopy in the specimen or at uh, endoscopy. And uh, you can go and have a look on the internet and see what it'll look like, but it's pretty obvious. Uh, microscopically, well, colorectal cancer is an adenocarcinoma. It's most often moderately differentiated. Um, it can have mucus secreting cells in there. And then at this point, you might you might want to talk about uh, Duke's classification or the TNM classification, but you could also put that bit in prognosis. Symptoms, colorectal cancer presents with PR bleeding, change of bowel habit, tiredness and obstruction, and signs, well, you might have a mass uh, signs of uh, obvious weight loss or iron deficiency anemia so you might be pale and one of the symptoms of, of iron deficiency anemia is obviously being tired so that's a symptom difference between that and a, and a sign of anemia and prognosis 60% five-year survival uh, which is dependent on stage so if someone said tell me about colorectal cancer you say it's a common cancer which is a fourth commonest uh, tumor third commonest cause of cancer death in the UK, most commonly affects people over 50 years of age, and this incidence increases with age, especially in men. The sex difference is equal in younger patients, but becomes more predominantly in men when older, and it's disease of the Western world, most common in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, the least common in West Africa. Its etiology is multifactorial, including genetics, diet, smoking, inflammatory bowel disease, obesity, uh, lack of exercise, it looks like uh, a mass, a hard mass in the colon. It might be a, contained within a polyp in the colon or be an ulcerated lesion on the, on the uh, luminal surface of the colon. It is an adenocarcinoma and is moderately differentiated in most cases and uh, it may, have, uh, may, have, may not have spread to lymph nodes or through the bowel wall and then may spread to the liver. It uh, presents with, most often with PR bleeding, change of bowel habit, sometimes an emergency obstruction, and patients may present with symptoms of anemia. On examination, there may be a master feel, obvious cachexia, or signs of anemia, and prognosis is an overall five-year survival, but this is dependent on stage. So you see, in probably about 30 seconds or so, you've told somebody that you know all about colorectal cancer, you've done it in a logical way, and uh, you've scored full marks. Just to remind you, in a surgeon's gown, a physician may make some significant progress. So if you remember that, practice it with a couple of diseases and then practice it next time somebody asks you to describe a disease for them. And I think you'll do very well. Thank you for listening to another podcast brought to you by School of Surgery. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at School of Surgery, on iTunes, on Podomatic at schoolofsurgery.podomatic.com, and finally, 
by searching School of Surgery on YouTube. Thank you very much and see you next time.